Are you going somewhere? Are you going somewhere? Are you getting ready to go somewhere? Well, I know you're saying, Pastor Jen, what in the world are you doing? Listen, we got to have a little fun in church, amen? But I'm telling you what, I am trying to go somewhere. And so if I look in my suitcase, you know, sometimes, sorry, i got to get rid of that, I know. Uh, they say that we have baggage, right? If we're getting ready for the trumpet, maybe my baggage is sickness, and I just can't seem to get over it. And it's really weighing me down. You see this luggage? I had to have help to carry this. But guess what? Where we're going, there's healing. Amen? Where you have that access right now where you're going. Maybe maybe in your baggage, even today, <laughs> maybe there's a little despair. Maybe you're feeling like this is really heavy, this despair, this discouragement. Who wants to steal, kill, destroy, and discourage? It's not God. Amen? But you know what? Where I'm going, I have hope. And with the one that's with me, you have hope. And the one that's with you at the power of Jesus' name, you have hope. Say hope. I want you to remember that. Maybe, maybe you've been thinking I'm defeated. Ugh, we haven't defeated COVID yet. Are you kidding me? But guess what? Where we're going, there's victory. Up ahead of us, there's victory. Ready means I'm prepared. I'm in anticipation of. Are you in anticipation of this defeat? If so, your bag is heavy and it is going to block your access, right? Um, but I, I'm going to get victory. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's some anxiety. Maybe there's some, some fear in your baggage. I don't know what's in your baggage, but I do know this. God knows. The Holy Spirit knows. And he made a plan for each of us. And I can have courage. And you can have courage. And I can have peace. And you can have peace. Amen. Amen. So that when I'm worried about can I get all my baggage, guess what? I really, you can't even imagine what's in this. I can't take all that with me. Amen. But God wants you to be ready. Ready today, ready tomorrow, and ready for the trumpet. So welcome to ICF Rome for our online guest. And let me say that um, Pastor Rick is doing well with his mom, and they are coveting your prayers. He's scheduled to return later this week. And we know that, um, is anybody really happy about the lockdown? Raise your hand. Are you happy? <laughs> Did I hear somebody say yes? <laughs> uh, I am not happy about it. I have to be honest, right? But God knows this did not take God by surprise. And so this morning even, I want to let our on-campus people know that we're going to evaluate today. We're going to evaluate Monday and Tuesday. Right now, we are planning to have service next Sunday because we are allowed to have religious service. But if there's too much other elements that are a factor in it, we may not have service here. We may just have service online, okay? So what I need for you to do is be praying all week because either way, we're having service. Either way, we're going to have a word from the Lord about being ready for the trumpet, and we're not going to let the enemy or society or the Internet or anything stop us from having victory. Amen?
And so I want you to be checking the website. We'll be talking with our leaders again early in the week to just really assess what we feel is the, in the best interest of everybody. I want you to not be alone, though. It's very important. And so I want you to know that throughout the week, I'm going to be doing some Zoom uh, free, just Zoom, just jump in if you can kind of thing, and I'll post it on all the social media, so you can just, we can just meet up probably later in the afternoon after the day, and just like, you know, tell me if you got to eat gelato, or what, you know, how many times have you had that leftover dish, or whatever, okay, because we're gonna stay connected, stay connected, very important. This morning, our verse is Luke twelve forty. And I am so excited to get to talk about being ready for the trumpet. As I have been studying and reading Revelations, here's what the verse says in Luke. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. So in other words, if my bag is packed with victory and faith and joy and peace, it really doesn't matter when he comes because I'm ready to go, right? I'm going to grab it and go. If... My bag is packed with all those things that weigh me down. I'm not going to be ready. I'm going to be saying, wait, God, I'm, but what about this? And what about that? And God is saying, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, when you do not expect him, he's going to call our name. He's going to sound that trumpet, and it's going to be amazing. Last week, Pastor Rick gave us scriptures of the coming of Jesus. He reminded us to be ready. Amen? He reminded us to walk in victory. He reminded us to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Listen, society does not have all the truth for God's kids. I know what the doctors say, but I know what the report of the Lord says. Amen? And God's in charge. God's in charge. So I'm going to give you a couple points this morning, and I want you to examine your heart. I want you to say to the Lord, am I ready in that good, happy, joyful way? Am I so ready that I want to share the victory, the faith, the joy, the peace with the people around me so I don't go alone? Amen? The first thing I want you to stand on is that the Bible is true. Can you say that with me? The Bible is true. We believe he said that he would come as a baby. That happened. He said that he would die on a cross. That happened. He said that he would resurrect on the third day. That happened. And he said he will come again. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. The Bible is true. That is the most important foundation in your life so that your bags are light, that they're not heavy, that they're not weighing you down or holding you back. We believe that Jesus said, we are to have the blessed hope. Hope. I said it that in my bag. Hope. Say hope. hope. Uh, I don't know if we have it in Italian. I think we should. Esperanza. See? Esperanza. Esperanza. Right? We have to have hope. The enemy wants your hope to get turned off. Don't let that happen. God is with us. I know that it's been a long year with COVID and all of that, and we don't like masks and all that, all that. I understand. But think about it in terms of Scripture. It's a year. Moses was in the wilderness and taking the children and a whole bunch of people for what, 40 years? What is a year? 
I mean, Abraham and Sarah waited till 190 to see the promise of God fulfilled. So we have to reframe and really remember, God, you're the blessed hope. I don't need to fear or worry, and I have to pick myself up and say, today, I will hope. Today, I will have peace. Today, I will walk in victory. You can do that. Amen? Amen. Jesus is coming back, and Titus 2.13 tells us the blessed hope. It says, while we wait, say wait. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm not telling you my words this morning. I'm telling you God's words. These are even red letter words. (laughs) I want you to know we wait with that great, awesome expectation. Because while we wait, we have faith. While we wait, just in case you forgot. While we wait, we can experience healing. We can experience courage. We can experience peace while we wait because our Father, the King of Kings, is walking with us, working with us, sleeping. Only He doesn't sleep, but when you're sleeping, He's right there in the room. The Bible says He doesn't slumber or sleep. Isn't that amazing? Luke 12, 35 and 36 says this Be dressed. What? Ready for service. And keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet. So that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. I think that sometimes we have gotten complacent in the while we wait period. And we think it doesn't really matter what we do for Jesus. It doesn't really matter if we're discouraged or despondent or negative or bitter or angry. That's not true. Because if you let those things weigh you down, you will not walk in victory. While we wait, it is so important that we will be dressed and ready. Watch, therefore, because you don't know the hour when he's coming. And just because you're in a house with somebody who believes doesn't necessarily mean you're going. You got to be ready. You got to have your heart ready. Matthew 24, 40 says two men. That's not just a movie, a film. It's a depiction of what scripture tells us will happen in this true Bible. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day on which your Lord will come. You see, what makes me happy is this world is not our final destination. This world is not my home. My home is in heaven. My home is built on Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And I want you to understand that while we know these things, we have to know that the enemy has a plan. The enemy has a plan to distract you. He has a plan to discourage you. He has a plan to push you down. He has a plan to be relentlessly annoying that just makes you get so tired you go forget about it. That's the enemy's plan. But guess what? God has a greater plan. 
Can you say that? God has a greater plan. We have to say these things. We have to make these declarations over our life. Think about the scriptures that you know that says before you were in your mother's womb, he formed you, he fashioned you. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. He has a plan for your life, whether you're watching online, whether you're in Italy or America or South Africa or the Netherlands or Germany or Sudan. Listen to me. God knew when you would be born. He knew you would be living in Rome, Italy, or wherever you're living right now in 2021. God knows us. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows if our little sparrows fall to the ground. God had a plan. And we sang about his plan this morning. That Jesus, the angels, and the elders would bow down and cry, Holy, holy, worthy is the Lamb. God provided that plan so that we would not quit. That's the greater plan so that we would not get discouraged. But you have to keep turning back to God's plan. If you spend more time thinking about the enemy's plan, you're going to be discouraged. If you spend more time declaring what God's plan will be in the name of the Lord, you will walk in victory. I promise you. His name is Jesus. He's the greatest demonstration of love you will ever experience. He was the prophecy fulfilled in the New Testament, and he will be the prophecy revealed in our last days. He is a redeemer. He redeems the days. He is a healer. I'm a witness to that. He is a comforter. I'm a witness to that. He is our peace. Anybody a witness to that? Huh? Amen. He is our peace. He is mighty. He is strong. He is my savior. I can trust him with all my baggage and everything inside. Even the messy parts that I'm not going to open and show you. I can trust him with that. That's how amazing Jesus is. That's how amazing my soon coming king is. If you will be so in love with Jesus, you won't be the one left behind. You will be the one taken. And you will also do your very, very best to tell everybody God loves you. And he has a plan for your life. And he will help you today. It's okay to say to the questions, I don't know. I don't know all the answers. But I do know Jesus, and I do know the Bible, and I can tell you my story. And the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. You have a story. You have a testimony. So when somebody asks you, tell them, this is why I trust the Lord. This is what God did for me this year. This is what God did for me five years ago, and he's kept me ever since then. God is our soon coming king. This morning, I want to give you a few things to think about. People who are ready for the trumpet. Hopefully, that's everyone in this building. But maybe if you walked in and you weren't sure, before you walk out, you will be sure. Before you walk out, you will know. You will know that you know that you know that you can be sincere and honest with God. People who are ready for the trumpet are not trying to be fake. They're trying to be real. They're trying to be honest with God. I'm saying to God, I feel a little bit nervous or I feel a little bit fretful or I feel a little bit sick. 
And I need you to touch me. I mean, if we even barely cough or sneeze, everybody's like, COVID, COVID, <laughs> right? We say, nope, rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I declare healing in the name of Jesus. But you have to be sincere and honest. People who are ready for the trumpet call of heaven. It's not just a trumpet. In case you don't know scripture, in case you never heard it explained like this, the Bible talks about Jesus coming back for his bride, that we, the church, are the bride of Christ. And he wants us to come. But it also says no sin will enter heaven. No darkness in heaven. He is the light and there is no darkness there. So how do we make sure we don't have sin? We be honest with God. We say, you know what, God? Oh, I messed up. This week I did something I, I regret. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Purify me. And we start doing things differently. Pastor Rick prays it often at the end of the service. The things I used to do that were sin, I'm not going to do anymore. Why? Because he has changed my life. People who are ready for the trumpet are not blind to others. They're not only worried about their self. They're not blind to eternity, but they are watchful and hopeful. You know, in your workplace, in your school place, in your Zoom conversations, you can start to notice, even with their mask on, you can tell in someone's eyes. You can tell in their body language. I can't give you a Big old Gigi, Pastor Jen, Mama Jen hug right now. But the Holy Spirit can. And you are not alone. And remember, the enemy has a plan. But remember, God has a greater plan. So be one of those who's watchful of others. Who wants to encourage them. In these next three weeks here in Italy, we're back on red lockdown in our, in our region till Easter. That doesn't mean we don't watch over each other. You got WhatsApp for everything. Get on that WhatsApp, find out the number of somebody in your group and send them a private message and just say, are you okay today? I'm praying for you. Speak a voice of healing. You'll be well in Jesus name. Speak a hope of courage in Jesus name. Speak a word of peace and don't give them all your baggage. Give them the word of God. Be watchful and hopeful and you'll be amazed how you get through not only these next three weeks, but the next three months, the next three years, the next 30 years, the next decade. You got to be watchful and hopeful. People who are ready for the trumpet are not fearful, but they are ready to witness in all circumstances. Your life is a witness. When you get that in your spirit, you will understand that, you know what, if I have to go to the doctor, if I have to have a process, if I have to have a treatment, I'm watchful. I'm hopeful. I'm not scared. Either way, I win. Death, where's your sting? Right? Grave, where's the victory is in Jesus. Amen? Amen? So it's very important that I know that I have a testimony to share. And I'm ready to witness. I watched my father be healed of cancer probably five times in 20 years. And each time, it was like a different cancer that would come back. Um, but every time he had to have treatment, and he's not with us anymore. He got to have his full and complete healing in heaven a few years ago, three or four years ago now. Um, but one thing that amazed me is that at the beginning, 
Because he was watchful and hopeful. Because he knew the Bible is true. At the beginning, he began to listen to the audio Bible every day. Over and over and over from Genesis to Revelation. Every day. And he never did that before. And the word of God brought life to him. And the word of God brought faith to him. And he would then go to his uh, labs or his treatment and he would tell me, I witnessed to this nurse, I witnessed to this doctor, this girl came in to clean the room and I was talking to her, asking her, did she know that God loves her and thank you for being such a great helper here. You can be ready to witness. You don't have to tell every detail. You don't have to tell, you don't have to unload your baggage on someone else. But you can say, you know what? I'm ready to witness for the power of Jesus Christ. I'm ready to witness that I've experienced his love, his faithfulness, his provision. Anybody here experience God's provision? Raise your hand. Look around for a minute. Look around. You're not the only one. People are experiencing God's provision and they will continue to do that. People who are ready for the trumpet, they're not worried, but they're trusting God for all their days. That's what we need to be a light right now among your colleagues, among your neighbors, among your family members. I need them to know I'm not worried. I know God's got this. It's not fun. I can't wait for sun and the beach and the sand and the water and the mare and all that. But I'm not worried because God's in charge of me. God is in charge of his children. God, if you've made Jesus Lord of your life, he's in charge of you. And you can trust him. And you can decry and declare that, that, that trusting of God. Oh, it feels so good to tell somebody, I'm not worried. I'm trusting God. People who are ready for the trumpet are not greedy. They're generous. Not just generous with talents and treasures, which is amazing. But they're generous with their love. They're generous with their grace and mercy. They're generous with their hopefulness. They're generous with their rejoicing. They're generous with their listening. Because we're, all, we're not going to all be at the same place in our walk at the same time. Amen? Sometimes I need people to tell me, don't be worried. You can do it. It's going to be all right. Sometimes Pastor Rick needs me to say, God's got this. Don't forget it. That's being sincere and honest. That's being watchful and hopeful. That's testifying to what God has done before and he will do it again. Amen. So be generous with those people that you know that are in your circle. Love them. Forgive them. Um, witness to them. Listen to them. Encourage them. Listen, we can't all do everything. I can't do, I wish I had houses. I wish I had unlimited bank account. I wish I could do a lot. But what I can do is I can listen. What I can do is empower others to listen as well. And like a ripple effect, we begin to spread something in our city, in our circles of influence that is, wow, there is something about those people. At ICF Rome, they are watchful and hopeful. They're trusting God. They don't seem worried. They seem ready to give to the Lord and watch God give back. Anybody give to God and he's given back to you? Raise your hand. Look around. Yeah. We've had some amazing miracles in the past few months. Amazing miracles. 
You can't outgive God. God is the most generous being in the world. He gave his only son for you and me. That's what's coming up on Easter, right? And COVID can't stop Easter. COVID can't stop Jesus. COVID can't change the resurrection. Amen? Somebody say amen. amen. And lastly, people who are ready for the trumpet are not lazy but diligent. They work faithfully and they let their light shine brightly. It's so, so important. I want you to look at Revelation 3.11. But even more than that, I want you to read the whole book of Revelation and especially chapter 3. If, you, if the whole book scares you, freaks you out, you're like, I don't know, I don't understand this prophecy and what's happening. Seven churches and seven trumpets and seven this and the bowls of prayer and the incense. But what I do know it's part of God's word. It's real. You read Revelation 3, you'll get excited. You read Revelation 21 and 22, the last two chapters, you'll get excited. I want to say, I want to worship him. I want to worship him. Revelation 3.11 says, I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. I don't want you to take my crown. I don't want the enemy to take my crown. I don't want these negative things that are making my bag so heavy to take my crown. I want it to be empty. If I was a magician, I would lift it up and it would spill out and be empty. But I'm not a magician. So just imagine it. Imagine it. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have, which is Jesus, which is the Bible, which is the faith, the hope, the love, the peace. Hold on to it so that no one will take your crown. And we could say no thing could take the crown. 1 Thessalonians 4.16, we read it last week. We'll probably read it a couple more times this month. But it says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Verse 17 says, after that, we who are alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. And verse 18, therefore, so why are we even talking about this? Because the Bible says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. Live ready for the trumpet. And if you do that, you will live in victory. You will live in confidence. The resurrection happened. And we are going to celebrate it on the first Sunday of April. Whether it's in this building or online. I am celebrating that Jesus did not stay on that cross. He did not stay in that tomb. He is standing at the right hand of God the Father to make intercession for me, to hear me when I pray, when I ask him, when I seek him. Amen? That's for you. He's doing that for you. You are so special to God. He's given you such unique gifts, talents, he does not want you to waste them. He does not want you to not use your talents. Whatever your talent is, if you're using it for the Lord, he is going to bless you. He's going to strengthen the borders of your tent. He's going to expand the corners of your influence. He's going to amaze you and overwhelm you with his goodness and his provision. I want you to live ready for the trumpet. 
Are you? Are you ready? Are you doing these things that the Lord has asked us? God made you. God made me. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit older and sometimes I'm like, are you sure about this God? I don't like this aging body thing. And then I remember, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And we won't have any more injury. We won't have any more discouragement. We won't have any more tears. Woo, I'm ready for that. No more fear, no more worry. I won't have to worry what's going to be cooked for dinner. I'm going to the marriage supper of the lamb. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. When you live ready for the trumpet, it changes your whole perspective. About the next three weeks, eh, we can read Revelation. You got all time in the world to study Revelation this month. Because God loves you and he wants you to be ready for the trumpet. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. And I want those who are online, if we're still online, to ask the Lord. Examine your heart. Say, God, am I the kind of person that is living ready for the trumpet? Am I the one that is generous with my faith? Am I generous with my joy? Am I generous with the peace of God? I want you to examine yourselves here in this room as well. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because we're, the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're gonna help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now, there are people that are praying prayers all over the world and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now, you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video. And you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.